Welcome to the Andrew Young School Podcast, where each month we interview a member of the Andrew Young School community who embodies the school's charge to think ahead and innovate in the fields of criminal justice, economics, public management and policy, social work, and urban studies. In this episode, we'll speak with Sam and Angie Allen. The Allens are longtime supporters of Georgia State University and the Andrew Young School. They've served on the AYS Dean's Council and supported numerous groups and programs in the university and college for nearly 20 years. Angie Allen received her MBA from Georgia State and drew inspiration from that experience when she co-founded Women Lead, a signature program in the Robinson College that prepares female students across the university for professional leadership roles. Sam Allen, inspired by a presentation during a Dean's Council meeting, has become an avid supporter of the Nonprofit Leadership Alliance and students seeking careers with NGOs and other public sector organizations. The couple established the RISE Scholarship for first-generation college students within the Andrew Young School. We spoke to them just after they met with the 2021 RISE recipients to discuss what they've learned from our students and how that inspires their philanthropy. So I'm here with Sam and Angie Allen. Sam and Angie, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Great to be here. Thanks, Taylor. So y'all have been avid supporters of the Andrew Young School for years now. What was your journey to us? How did you hear about the school and get involved with Georgia State in general? Well, it was through the first dean, uh, Roy Ball. And to be honest, we're both a little fuzzy on how we came into contact with Roy, probably almost certainly through Angie. Um, but um, it was Roy who introduced us to the school and to the, uh, and to the um, endeavors of the school. Um, but it also, I would add one more thing, it, it also came at a time in our own lives when we were beginning to reorient ourselves. You know, we, we'd been buried in business for years, uh, hadn't really come up for air, and, you know, it, it was... We recognized it early on as an opportunity to align ourselves um, with an organization that, that could bring about societal change. Um, that's that's probably um, a little more grandiose than, than the form it actually took, but uh, it, it was a step for us to uh, uh, realign our own lives, and it's such a bland statement, but to give back. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more, a little bit later about what giving back actually means. But, but that, in essence, is how we got aligned or, or involved with the school. I got involved with Georgia State uh, before that because, well, a long time ago, what I call the dark ages because I got my MBA there at night. And uh, it's only because of Georgia State that I have an MBA. And uh, I was involved with um, the Robinson College of Business and also the foundation board. And like Sam said, our our lives uh, took an abrupt um, turn when we moved away from the investment management business and towards what we're doing now, which is all of our efforts are aimed toward leveling the playing field of opportunity. And uh, getting involved at uh, the Andrew Young School also came at a time when we were doing a lot of um, traveling to remote places uh, and and developing countries that we hadn't done before. So our eyes had been uh, opened. And uh, I'm sure as we talk further, 
uh, you'll see how some of this lines up with the departments and the centers and what's proposed at the Andrew Young School. So you mentioned that you got involved through Roy Ball, who was, of course, our founding dean. So you've really been with us since the start of the school 25 years ago. And as we're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year, I'm curious, what are some of your favorite memories from the last 25 years of the Andrew Young School? Well, I'll tell you my favorite memory. We have a lot of favorite memories, and Sam will have his. My favorite uh, uh, opportunity through the Andrew Young School was attending our uh, Dean's Council meetings. It used to be called the board uh, with Ambassador Young uh, during those meetings were able to hear him tell stories about being a lieutenant in the civil rights movement of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., his uh, involvement uh, as UN ambassador in uh, African countries, and then uh, talking about the unique model that he was largely responsible for as mayor of uh, the city of Atlanta in uh, public and private partnerships. So um, I just I just can't uh, even express what a, a totally unique opportunity that was. Mine, mine is um, is rather basic, and, and that is uh, an opportunity to understand, perhaps for the first time, you know, what policy really means, uh, and. Uh, an appreciation of, of how policy precedes and directs almost everything we do in life, starting with government, uh, our work lives, our personal lives. Uh, it's one of those terms I think we sometimes treat lightly and had an opportunity to really understand the, the gravity of, of, uh, of what policy really means to us and to, to the world. And one of the fantastic things about your time with the school is that you've done work jointly, but you've also found elements of the school that you're each individually passionate about. And I wanted to take a moment to talk about those now. Angie, you've been working on a project around reparations. I was wondering if maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about that if they're not familiar. About, well, exactly a year ago, I became totally moved by what was going on in this uh, country. It was the time of uh, George Floyd's murder uh, protests in the street. We had a global pandemic that was affecting communities of color dramatically more than white communities. And at the same time, uh, political rhetoric was heating up and building through the rest of the year. And it really caused me to delve very deeply into my own my own white privilege. And it's uh, in talking to various people about it, uh, someone, one of my friends had the suggestion, well, you need to find a research associate and write a book about this, write a handbook about this, because uh, it's, it's really about how I want to make individual reparations and what I call redistribution of those opportunities. And so um, I was able to do that with help um, from uh, people in the Andrew Young School. I found Courtney Carmichael. She's my research associate and co-author. She uh, has her um, uh, MPA in um, policy analysis and evaluation, and uh, she has a a passion for the Uh, objective that we have with this uh, handbook. So we've been working on it 
for nine months. We have a manuscript. We hope that it's going to be published soon. We're going to share it and uh, see what happens. That's so exciting and such a unique collaboration. Uh, Some of your other work with the school has been much more wide-reaching as well, uh, particularly your work with Women Lead. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you got involved in that and what Women Lead does? I started in my career 50 years ago, faced an uphill battle as a female in the world of finance and investments and have been a lifelong feminist when it comes to gender equality in the workplace and uh, leadership. And uh, with three others, we became the catalyst to establish a uh, four credit course in women's leadership. It's uh, housed at the uh, in the Robinson College, but it uh, uh, cuts across disciplines. We have a lot of policy students in our uh, classes. We just finished five years. We've graduated over 1,100 women, and currently I'm on uh, not just women. We have some enlightened men in this class, and we. Um, Uh, currently are uh, completing a strategic plan for the next three to five years where we're going to substantially uh, expand the scope and get this um, entrenched even further at Georgia State. So it's been um, uh, something that's really exceeded our expectations. And I want to say, as far as enlightened men, that this is one of them. And Sam has been a big supporter of uh, Women Lead and continues to be. I love that on multiple levels, both from the fact that it's a mission that you share together as a couple based on your experience, and also the fact that it epitomizes something that I know Ambassador Young is really passionate about, which is the partnership of the public and private sectors, bringing things we learn in the private sector into the public sector. Can you speak a little bit about how those two overlap through the work in Women Lead? Women Lead is uh, characterized as, or qualifies as a signature experience at Georgia State, and I won't go into the details of that, but what it means for our students is um, that we have uh, solicited and successfully um, uh, engaged uh, corporate sponsorship and opportunities so our students um, get to meet with professionals in the community, uh, visit you know their workplaces. Uh, it's led to um, uh, internships and uh, full-time employment. And the um, business community ha- has been... Um, tremendously responsive to this uh, program. And so my feeling is that we are, through Women Lead, uh, creating a product that employers need, which is women who are going to graduate uh, already on uh, the way to um, being able to step into leadership positions and be uh, promoted and move up the ladder quickly at the same time that, as we all know, uh, employers or most employers are now focusing on um, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so I see it as a um, as a push-pull. We have been really helping to you know, um, push women through this tremendously uh, rich course that gives them uh, exposure to what they're going to face in their careers. And at the same time, we uh, are providing an opportunity for employers to pull this uh, product out because uh, these are the employers, the employees and the future leaders that they're looking for and that 
they need. And of course, in my view, that we all need. That is so awesome. And I want to pivot to some of Sam's work now, because he has also been helping us churn out uh, intelligent and empowered young leaders through his work with the Nonprofit Leadership Alliance. Sam, what can you tell us about that work? Well, it's kind of interesting. It was, it was um, serendipitous. Serendipitous, is there such a word? We were... Uh, we had a dean's council meeting, and part of uh, every every uh, session was to expose the dean's council members to various aspects of the school. And so we invited uh, the uh, leadership group to come and just make a you know a five minute presentation to us. And it just really it, it resonated. Uh, and so we decided on the spot that this is something that we'd like to be more involved with and that we would like to contribute to. Um, and and I, I, I know we'll get back to contributing. Um, it, it has such a self-important ring to it, uh, which, which I want to debunk later on. Uh, but um, the, the leadership that they were getting from Marsha Cross and particularly from John O'Kane was just extraordinary. Uh, John O'Kane is just an extraordinary human being. He's in the process of retiring now. But um, but in any event, um, we just found little ways where we could advance work that was already underway. For example, to uh, to get their NLA certification, they have to serve an internship. Uh, the, the students did. But too many organizations saw that as, as free or cheap labor and didn't really want to pay intern fees. Um, so we basically made a deal that that if if they would you know begin it, uh, we we would match the uh, intern fees so that it would be more attractive to the young people. Um, and just just small pragmatic things like that that you really don't know about unless you get involved. You know, just hearing about what an organization does usually doesn't get you far enough. That was just a great pleasure and something we thoroughly enjoyed and got more out of it probably than the young people did. Well, you might want to just mention about the conference that they attended because Sam came up with a um, with a um, business incentive model. <laughs> yeah, I'm big on incentives. I, I, as a generality, I think it's hard to give people things that has much meaning. Uh, but if if they have um, you know the old the old phrase "skin in the game" means a lot more to them. Um, and it's much more likely to be successful. But and John would push them to do everything from selling donuts to washing cars, to everything else, to earn the fees to go to their annual conference. And we agreed to match those amounts to enable, you know, probably some who wouldn't go otherwise to go. And from the feedback we got, it seemed like you know everyone who went got a tremendous amount out of it, which was really our end goal anyway. I want to say uh, one thing because, um, um, spoiler alert, alert, you did give us uh, some of these questions. And you, I think you talked about, uh, you asked about um, what something, something like what do we, um, what do we gain from our engagement? After these students came back from this conference, they um, pre-pandemic would come and uh, meet with us here in our house. Uh, we would have up to 20 students and they would uh, just tell us, you know, what they, what they gained from it. And uh, that was, that, that's always the most rewarding part of our engagement with Georgia State is knowing what the students are getting out of their 
studies and their opportunities. Taylor, I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but um, if, if you ask me, you know, what I've learned from these students, I would say at least two things. One is that it gave us a much more realistic idea and a much greater appreciation of what we call the wealth gap in this country. It, it, it was just um, so much more vivid when you when you had these conversations and you experienced it uh, firsthand. But the other thing, two other things really that I got out of this, one was the grip that these kids have. I shouldn't call them kids, they're young people. It's just the absolute grip that so many of them, most of them have to succeed. First generation college students. But the second, or maybe the third thing, is the, the almost total commitment that Georgia State has, the Andrew Young School too, but the university at large, to the student's success. That's been Mark Becker's real focus, was to make them successful. And uh, the innovation that's occurred, I, I don't think can really be appreciated. It may, perhaps won't be for years to come, but it's just been extraordinary. I like that you brought up that grit because one of my questions that I wanted to ask you is what is the attribute in our students that you've been most impressed by? Is that a consistent quality that you see in the students that you've met over the years? That grit, that determination? Absolutely. Yeah. First generation uh, in particular. Yeah. I I would definitely say uh, grit uh, is uh, at the top and In addition, though, what I see, especially in the uh, Andrew Young School, because if you look at our departments, um, you know, policy, criminal justice, social work, the passion that these students have for making a difference in the world in those fields, that is um, just, it's tremendously impressive to me, but it also aligns exactly with what we're trying to do with our lives in terms of where do we place any uh, support because of the society we live in now versus the society as we would like to see it. And our students are um, uh, not only expressing such um, passion, they're already involved in their communities at young ages, things that I never did when I was uh, in college, and uh, their ambitions are so high. And, you know, we have We've met students who are going to run for office. They're going to be judges and a lot of entrepreneurs. And so I would say it's it's grit, it's passion, it's um, ambition, and it's overcoming just incredible obstacles that we're learning about. That's so fantastic to hear. And over the years, your involvement has sort of snowballed. You've gotten more and more engaged with the school and more in different ways. One of the more recent incarnations is the Rise Award. So can you Tell our listeners what the Rise Award is. The Rise Award is a is designed as a scholarship, um, but when I refer to it, I really call it a stub piece because they're not full scholarships. We look for uh, students, as Sam said, who are first generation students. We do uh, have a particular interest in. Um, minority students, and of course I do, and women uh, in particular, but 60% of our enrollment is women anyway, so it falls out that way. And uh, importantly, that there's a financial need. And what we find out is that by providing what I call these stub pieces that fills out 
what they've been able to put together in terms of uh, their uh, financial means to finance their education. We provide a thousand to two thousand dollars per student, you know, per year. And that has stunned us over the years that that amount makes a difference between students being able to stay in school and complete their degrees or uh, having to having to drop out. So that's been the motivation behind it. Also, um, I'm a first generation uh, college student in my family because both of my parents were immigrants from Italy. One uh, feature of it that we've designed into the scholarship is that we ask students to write essays answering a couple of questions in particular, you know, giving us a sense for their um, life circumstances and their own goals and their ambitions. And uh, then another one that we ideally would like to have happen uh, again during pandemic, it's been via Zoom, is that we would like to be able to meet with students, you know, students who are available. So we try to find one night at the end of the semester where we could do that and, and um, uh, ideally in our home. And we've taken in, an interest in uh, all of these students, but uh, many of them follow up with us uh, afterwards because we, we make that uh, available. We make ourselves available. If they have uh, follow-up questions, you know, if they encounter something later that, you know, we can help with, especially, you know, with our uh, backgrounds in uh, finance and investments or, um, as entrepreneurs, uh, because Sam and I are both entrepreneurs. And there's this uh, one young man, I'm not going to, um, of course, say his name. Sam's taken a particular uh, interest uh, in him. But I was reading from his essay, and he said, my whole life, my family has been very mobile because of economic instability. And then he goes on to explain, you know, things that he's had to overcome uh, because of that. And then he goes on to say that what he wants to do, his vision is to found a nonprofit organization that builds communities for low to mid-income households through cooperative development strategies. This is not merely a plan, but the destiny that awaits me as a product of the Andrew Young School of Policy Studies economics program at Georgia State. So he's taken what he's had to go through. It didn't, it was, uh, he did not allow that to be daunting to him. He's converting that into how to do his part so that that will be uh, the situation for fewer people. So he's going to uh, try to help others and it aligns exactly with what we're trying to do in the world. And uh, this young man uh, is an example. You know, we could we could certainly give you uh, other examples. He's a good example of, of this term we toss around, the public-private uh, partnership. He understands he has to make a living, and he has to be able to, uh, to manage low-income housing. Uh, the, the two are not mutually exclusive, and he's only maybe 22. And I love the specificity, right? that you're investing in these students in ways that are both beneficial to them and specific to their unique aspirations, because so many of our students come in with these very fully formed ideas of what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. They just need that extra push to get them across the finish line. Uh, I know that we haven't been able to meet on with a lot of our students because of the pandemic recently, but uh, what have you learned from the recent rise recipients in that respect 
What are you hearing from them? What are they excited about? What are their goals and missions and things that you're excited about helping them with? Well, for one thing, you learn how resilient they are. Uh, you hear a lot about, uh, but I, I think it particularly relates to younger, uh, probably elementary level kids and mid, mid, mid school levels, uh, middle school levels who have lost a year. I don't think when people reach this level, when they reach the Andrew Young or the Georgia State level, undergraduate or graduate, they, they don't go from that level on unless they are determined to succeed. And if they're determined to succeed, uh, they know that they can't take uh, remote learning lightly. They are committed and it shows up. I just uh, sent a quick email to one of our uh, students who wrote me an email saying thank you. And I wrote her back and I said, I want you to know that you're an inspiration to me because some t a lot of times the students don't get that, that um, they are giving us something uh, amazing. And in the case of this one, um, young woman. She survived um, domestic abuse. She's a single mother. For part of the last school year, she was homeless. We found out that quite a few of Georgia State, a lot of student, uh, Georgia State students were homeless. And um, she still continued through her courses. I have no idea how she did that and graduated. And so you know, the, the thank you goes the other way because it, it, that really does propel me every day to think, you know, there's a lot more that I could be and should be accomplishing because just look at what these students are doing. I want to underscore that, um, Taylor. If, if you ask me, you know, why we give something, I would say, you know, we look at it, it's, it's really the other way around. It's what we get, not what we give. You know, it's it's not so much what you give, it's what you get. It's, it's money very well spent. Um, and um, if, if we persist in thinking about it from some 40,000 foot level of, of uh, being you know, wonderful donors, um, you, you really miss the whole point. Uh, and, and change will via these, this, this is one of the ways that change actually will occur, societal change will occur. I really love that point. I think a lot of folks, when they hear a term like philanthropy, they assume that it's, you know, you write a check in December to make your tax bill easier in February. But what I'm hearing you say is that it's so much more than that. It's an opportunity to really invest both financially and personally in the lives of these young people and to really dedicate yourself to the mission. Is that how you see things moving forward? That's the word. Opportunity is the word, not obligation. Opportunity. And investment. Investment in the students, investment in our society. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who is considering giving and hasn't made it over that hump yet, whether they're concerned that the amount is too small or that, you know, they're trying to weigh different causes or whatever their reason may be, they just haven't gotten there yet. What would you say to motivate them? Just get, get started. Just get started. The momentum will probably, if you're at all open to what's going on around you, you know, the momentum will carry you along. Sam initially had no connection to Georgia State. His degrees didn't come from here. And now he, uh, I can't even uh, list all the things that he's been involved in and that you continue to get involved in. But 
I brought something, a, a, um, a prop. This is my prop. So at um, one of our early on Dean's Council meetings, they gave us these little notepads. And the front is a quote from Ambassador Young, which I keep on my desk um, because it doesn't just apply to our involvement with the Andrew Young School. He says, I think the role of our school is to change the world and to make it a more efficient and equitable, peaceful and prosperous place. Well, that covers the waterfront. And I keep that here. If you look at our departments, if you look at our centers, our institutes, uh, we we do that. And um, and then inside, uh, there's there was a quote that was important for me and Sam because it says, um, policy is in everything. And, you know, we, we didn't really have a grasp of policy and what it was when we got involved, what, almost 20 years ago. And now we understand why we say that policy is in uh, everything. And uh, I also wanted to mention that uh, we are in uh, close contact with with the dean, Dean Sally Wallace, as we have been with the um, with the previous deans. But uh, Sally and Amanda uh, have been uh, telling us, uh, giving us a preview of the um, what they're calling the Social Action Alliance. Originally was the Public Service Academy, and again, that just is a is heading in the right direction because it's a way that you can show students in the Andrew Young School and in every discipline across the campus that at any point in your life, you can do something, you can do your bit, you can do your part for public service. And uh, that uh, that blows my mind because again, I was not thinking or doing anything like that when I was in college or graduate school. That is the perfect segue to my final question. This is the question that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, and it's especially relevant right now as we're at the beginning of summer. We just graduated a bunch of new students, and I'm curious what advice you have for our graduates and our current students at the Andrew Young School. You know, you mentioned a lot of them are already doing things that you wouldn't have thought to do at their age, but given your diverse careers and everything that you've been through, what wisdom would you share with them at this point? That's a, that's a very difficult question. I, I think in my own case, and of course, I, I graduated from college in a different era. We didn't, we didn't worry. We didn't think twice about whether we were going to be able to get a job, for example. And, uh, but I, I think we were, I was in too big a hurry to get to the next level and didn't appreciate the whole experience and, didn't, and certainly didn't appreciate uh, what we now call the income and the wealth gaps. Uh, I didn't come from that sphere, but you know, it, it was it was fairly self-centered. I think they're doing a good job of of looking and listening and absorbing better than in my time, and they, and their values are more highly developed. Which of course would be one piece of advice: is take the time to develop your values, understand them, and uh, build that into your everyday life. Not not something you get to at the end of the year. I would echo that. Uh, last part in particular that I would urge our students to hold on to those values. Um, I'm not worried about them, by the way, because I think that their values are intrinsic. Uh, I'd also say that I hope they will 
cling to their visions and follow through with those because the visions that we read that they uh, express in these essays are uh, phenomenal. So we want to see these visions come to fruition. And the third piece of advice that we um, tell these students directly when we have a chance to speak with them is that that there are people who want to help them. You know, just speaking uh, for um, me and Sam, we, you know, make ourselves available. You know, we're we're serious about sincere about that. And we have found, though, that uh, students seem to be a little um, reluctant. And I don't know if that's because of a um, of a trust factor or not. Um, for some reason, not um, uh, taking that at face value. But um, I would like to impress that upon our students because there are um, lots of people like me and Sam within the whole Georgia State cosmos of alumni and supporters who uh, are involved, I believe, with Georgia State and the Andrew Young School because of that you know, very reason that we want to help in any way we can and um, and see that these students uh, realize their dreams. And so I just hope that they'll believe that. Well, you heard it here first, students. Reach out because Angie and Sam are waiting for your emails and your calls. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both for your time this afternoon. This has been wonderful. Thanks, Taylor. Bye-bye. The Andrew Young School Podcast is produced by me, Taylor Olmsted, with production assistance on this episode from Jennifer Giratano and Amanda Poucher. Our executive producer is Ivani Raval. We are a production of Georgia State University's Andrew Young School of Policy Studies, located in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. To learn more about the Andrew Young School, visit us online at aysps.gsu.edu or follow us on social media at aysps.gsu. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave a review for us in your podcast app of choice. And we'll be back next month interviewing another policy thought leader from the Andrew Young School of Policy Studies at Georgia State University.